I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics, where we keep the rationalist community informed about what's going on outside of the rationalist community. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Inyash Brodsky. And I'm David. This is episode number 88. We're recording on July 31st, 2023. And this time we've got some feedback. I think this is all from Inyash. It is. They were all short feedbacks. Uh, you said nobody noticed the writer strike. Uh, that was correct for us because we didn't watch a lot of TV. My sister has noticed the writer strike because apparently the late night shows like um, Jimmy Fallon and uh, Stephen Colbert just went off the air. No, they no, stopped no. entirely. No, no, no. No. Everyone noticed the writer's strike. I said no one noticed the actor's strike because the writers were already striking. Oh. And nothing was getting made anyway. All right. Well, I. I okay. I, I misheard you. Also, when I found out that they stopped, like, putting off those shows, I'm like, what a bunch of lazy butt monkeys. Right? Wait. Last time there was a writer's strike, they made those assholes go out and just ad-lib everything. Yeah, they. that is part of the reason we had that burst of creativity. Like, a whole bunch of people just tried throwing random shit at the wall, and we got some interesting stuff out of it. See, I told you that wasn't going to happen this time. Ugh. Man, kids today are so lazy. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to work. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, what's the next if, one? If that does happen again, let me know, though, because I don't normally watch late night or any TV, but that actually sounds great. It was pretty interesting. I mean, a lot of it was bad, but yeah, it was, there were it some gems in there. It, it, was, it yeah, was just so my, like it was like the normal shows, but worse. So my thinking is The writers are actually either, kind of important. <laughs> my thinking is either something actually funny happens, mm. or... I get to watch some assholes but clown themselves, and either way, I win. <laughs> David, you have YouTube. You can watch assholes but clown themselves all day, every day, and never run out of content. I mean, he You're also knows wrong. us. We can, he yeah. can just join a phone call with us every two weeks and watch <laughs> right? some assholes but clown or themselves. You could, you could join Twitter. Oh. No. There is no shortage of assholes but clowning themselves. I believe it's pronounced chitter now. <laughs> or chitter. Chitter. Yeah, uh... Chitter. yeah, uh of official mind killer style guide update uh we're still calling it twitter right yes. uh, no we're calling it x twitter okay hey uh did you guys hear that um elon musk is going to make a uh big push to expand twitter's reach in latin america he's calling it latin x oh god <laughs> that would be the only uh... good use term of the phrase latin x ever uh... Wes, you're a dad. You should not be experiencing anguish at that joke. And yet I am. All right. What's the next feedback? The next feedback is that the thing you described is an assisted living facility. It is not a nursing home. Charlie Uh, says that there is a... What thing that he described? No, I described it as a nursing home. Yes, you described it as a nursing home. More more context, please. What, What is this description? The place where Wes's dad lives right now that... uh, Okay. Okay. Is it kind of Eniash, yeah. would you, ju- you are just so. My dad is is not alive right now. Your dad in law. My grandparents, grandparents lived in a facility years ago. They mm. are no longer alive either. Okay. What did I just have it completely wrong? Who was living in this facility? Yes, it was my grandparents, and it was like years ago. Okay. Uh, Charlie is just in the t- in the realm of technically correct is the best kind of correct, saying that what you described is an assisted living facility, which is subtly dis- different from a nursing home because nursing homes are terrible and assisted living facilities can be good like you described. All right. Assisted living facility. That's the good one. Yes. I- I'll tell Roxy that's where to put me. <laughs> Excellent. 
<laughs> uh, All right. Uh, what else? Finally, uh, I was wrong. We have Niniash was wrong. Yay! Uh, open, open AI. Oh, it's been so long. OpenAI will not actually be trying to create an AGI researcher. They are going to be trying to create tools to help human uh, researchers. In my defense, literally everybody interpreted what they said this way, including Zv, and a lot of people were like, "Yeah, I think it's fair for us to interpret this way." They just used words bad. So. Yeah. So what? So what we reported was that OpenAI was going to create an artificial intelligence that was then going to align the the next artificial intelligence and, yes and laughed and laughed yes uh so apparently they're not doing that because i read you, that press release too and that's definitely what it sounded like that absolutely is what it sounded like based on the words that they put out uh but no they clarified that no no no, no, no. they're gonna they're gonna build automated tools to help human researchers see i think they did mean that and then they were like backpedaled when everyone was oh. like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard <laughs> i think they're smart enough to have not done that yeah uh, i hope so okay me too i mean i'm not scared of agi doom but uh i'd probably be a slightly more scared of it if they're that dumb <laughs> <laughs> or maybe less scared if they're that dumb i don't know well let's get into things to get scared about that happened this week all right that takes us to new news and for now we can be scared about the ukraine war david what's going on in ukraine um the prologue for global starvation possibly oh no uh so we talked in a previous episode about a vehicle-borne IED attack on the Kerch Strait Bridge, which is the bridge that connects uh, Russia to Crimea, the part of uh, Ukraine that Russia illegally annexed back in 2014. Uh, and after that attack, Russia implemented this big, elaborate uh, defense-in-depth strategy, including ground troops, surface-to-air missiles, surface-to-surface missiles, and even, I swear to God, this is directly from a Russian press release and not a joke, a specially trained pod of attack dolphins. Nice. Awesome. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, all the king's horses and all the king's men were no match for Pavel and his mates, who strapped a radio, Arduino controller, and a bunch of explosives to a jet ski, and rammed it into a bridge support, knocking three <laughs> out of four road traffic lanes. Damn. Okay. I mean, that's that sort of thing happens, right but uh, I have it on good authority that this sort of thing only takes about 11 days to rebuild. Uh, yeah, so... At least it's... in Philadelphia, where we know how to get <laughs> shit done. Hell yeah! Yeah, so, uh, it's definitely very likely not going to be taking the bridge out of commission long-term, but the Ukrainian counteroffensive is still ongoing, so even temporary disruptions to logistics in southern Ukraine are potentially going to be a big deal. What is definitely potentially a big deal is that in retaliation for this second attack, uh, Russia has backed out of the wheat export deal. Um, so if I can get a little bit into the weeds here, essentially, when Russia first invaded, uh, they made a deal with uh, Turkey and the EU, and Ukraine also made a deal with Turkey and the EU, because both of them wanted a deal like this struck, but neither of them actually wanted to be seen making deals with the other side. So essentially, Ukraine exports a lot of food, uh, like metric ass tons of food, and a lot of it goes to the developing world, especially China, the Middle East, and Africa. 
Uh, so what Russia did was they said, okay, we will continue letting cargo ships into the Black Sea, but they need to stop in the Bosphorus Strait, which is the area of Turkey that controls access to the Black Sea from the Mediterranean. There we will search the ship, make sure they're not bringing in weapons or anything militarily useful. Then they need to follow these defined safe travel corridors to whatever port in Ukraine, then uh, follow those same safe passage corridors back. We will search them again just to make sure they aren't trying to smuggle anything other than food out of Ukraine, and then they can go on their merry way. Uh, after this Kerch Strait Bridge attack, they said, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. And they also attacked multiple civilian food processing sites and uh, food export terminals with long-range precision missile strikes. Uh, so, again, this is a lot of food. Most of it goes to the developing world, and even if that wasn't true, which is what Russian propaganda is saying... Uh, global trade markets still have a regular equilibrium, and when there's a massive negative supply shock, worldwide prices will tend to rise. Uh, negotiations are ongoing to resume this deal, and as far as I know, no ships have been fired on yet, uh, but a lot of Ukrainian food-related infrastructure has been wrecked by these missile strikes, and Russia is continuing to threaten to sink cargo ships uh, if they enter the Black Sea, even if it's for solely food-related uh, trade reasons. Is is this to put international pressure on Ukraine? Is it to cut them off from funds? Like, why? That is an excellent question. It's It seems to be basically just because Putin is butthurt that Pavland is made... Hit the uh, Kerch Strait Bridge again. Hmm. Uh, yeah, like I said, one of the biggest um, uh, people who will be negatively uh, affected by this if uh, they persist in not upholding the deal uh, will be China, uh, who is a massive food export or importer. Um, and. Um, I was going somewhere with that. Um, (laughs) And yeah, they are basically the only major player on the world stage who wants the tiniest bit to do with Russia. So Hmm. I I basically don't see any way that this is to Russia's advantage pretty much at all. Womp womp. Well... Russia, keep setting new records in international assholishness. Thanks a lot, Putin. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything more about that? I hear that Ukraine is going to be starting a counteroffensive. They have started it. It oh, they started. started. <laughs> they did it like uh, about a month ago. Oh, Not it much is, is happening ongoing. because, you know, artillery war, but. Okay. Well, never mind then. All right. Next story. The Fed. Still raising interest rates for some reason, despite the fact that two weeks ago we already covered that inflation is over. <laughs> uh, but they, you know, they really want to cause a recession. So here we go. Are you sure inflation is over? Yes. Okay. Um, even the Fed's janky numbers have inflation at 3%. Um, and the monthly PCE inflation 
Uh, is it two percent? Which is the target? They did mm. it. They beat yeah. inflation, uh, and they just the Fed is just all vibes now. It's like, oh man, we gotta we gotta raise interest rates because then if we don't, people will be like, oh no, the Fed's not doing their job, and let's raise prices again, mm. which is insane. Um, and 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 what's funny is the macroeconomic news recently has all been good. Um, jobs numbers are good. Um, economic growth is good. Uh, the the GDP actually expanded like two or three percent in the last quarter. And now now everyone, the common wisdom is all like, oh man, I think we did it. The soft landing. We avoided recession. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, all, none of these these interest rates the Fed has been doing for the past year really haven't started working their way through the economy yet so i'm worried that the recession's still coming and it's going to happen right at the fucking election and it's going to get donald trump nominated oh no yeah no and if that happens it's the fucking fed's fault i'm calling it now (sighs) because everything else is good so if the economy tanks after this it's the fed that can't stand not to like keep raising interest rates even though they have no need to do so I did hear it's expected to be the last one, though. Uh, maybe. You never know. Yeah. And they never they never actually commit. So would you say that you would like to end the Fed, Wes? No. Oh. I would like to <laughs> um, have the Fed be better at their jobs. Oh, okay. Uh, it's actually a very important uh, institution. Well, darn it. I was going to try to admit, get you to admit you're a libertarian now. I already said I'm a libertarian. Oh, okay. Just well, not, then- you know... A member of the Libertarian Party. All right, all right. But didn't I already do a uh, whole troop deployment about how you can't go, like, half Libertarian? Like, you either, you, need, you either need lots of government or very little government, and you can't do, like, the in-between, where you have, like, let's just do moderate government, because that's why you fuck everything up. Isn't ending the Fed, like, a really important part of going hard Libertarian, though? I mean, it was a really important part of being a, a Ron Paul guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's like not at the bottom of my priority list but it's well well away from the top two definitely far away from my top two too all Uh, right we're all agreed (laughs) ending the fed is one of the last things to do when we're going uh you know full uh minarchy that was top comma t-o-o not top t-w-o okay (laughs) all right Next story. We're moving on from this conversation. All right, next story. Uh, So, you may not have known, but Joe Biden put in some new asylum rules, which actually caused uh, illegal border crossings to to fall precipitously. Hmm. Uh, And what he did was he said, okay, guys, you want asylum? Get the phone app. Make your appointment on the phone app. Um, and then anyone who crosses the border illegally, we're just going to arrest them and deport them. Huh. Which was was working. We didn't have this, like, crazy uncontrolled uh, flood over the border. Um, that the, is kind of... He fixed immigration with a phone app. I, 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 I pitched this long ago. That I was like, just have people, like, apply for asylum without being here. Um, you are a genius, sir. Always well, ahead of the, of the curve. Well, the problem is, turns out this is illegal. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, a federal judge just um, just just issued an injunction saying you can't do this. 
because U.S. what U.S. immigration law says is that anyone on U.S. soil can apply for asylum. And if you want to change that, you can't just do an executive order. You got to get Congress to change it. Mm. So Wait, does, it, does the law say both that you have that anyone on U.S. soil can apply for asylum and anyone not on U.S. soil can't? No. So the app, they can still use the app. They just can't deport people who are here. Okay. Wait. What? What? So the big, so the, the one of the important parts of this program is that anyone who illegally crosses the border, we just send them back. Yeah. That's the illegal part. The I law that says was always part of immigration law. No, no, it's not. That's why everyone's all pissed off all the time. Because if you illegally cross the border, but then say. I want asylum, we can't deport you. Oh, so if they illegally cross the border, then say I want asylum, but they hadn't gotten the phone app, they got deported anyway. That's how how it it was for like a couple of months uh, until this this injunction got put in. I see. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm mostly with David on open borders, but I do think for political reasons, it's probably, it's, it's kind of important to not just have people crossing over the border illegally um just uh, so i i was i was a fan of this program and i'm kind of pissed off that it got overturned but the it sounds like the judge is right mm. uh, but unfortunately even though everyone in congress probably thinks this is a good system they're not going to actually pass a law to say that because congress doesn't pass laws hmm. i don't know secret congress might get it no because this would be this is too good for biden the Republicans, mm. the Republicans hate this because it makes Biden look good. They want, they want, to, like this. Trump's, if he has an issue, it's immigration. <laughs> so he wants tons and tons of migrants pouring over the border, getting everyone all upset. Yeah, good point. So th- there's no way the Republicans are gonna uh, cooperate with this. So we're probably effed. Yeah. So oh well. Um, I'm sad that we can't have nice things. Yeah, speaking of uh, Biden trying to give us nice things and not being able to get them, our next story is about student debt forgiveness. Yeah, um, remember how he tried to just wipe away a bunch of debt recently and the court said you can't do that? I the remember court something along sucks. those lines. <laughs> He's trying again, uh, this time in a way that I think probably is going to work because it is spread out over a long period of time and uh, it's harder to get people riled up. Uh, he... Uh, well, the whole Biden administration has a new SAVE Act, which I believe stands for Savings um, of Our Valuable Education. That's Some- the worst. That's the worst acronym since the Patriot Act. Yeah, like it's called the SAVE Act and the first word is savings. So I, I don't like it. <laughs> it's cheating. <laughs> it's pretty dumb. Uh, but it's going to basically increase the the number of people who are considered uh, too low income to have to pay off their debts in full. Uh, it's going to c- cut monthly by increasing the uh, the limit of uh, when you're considered to be um, to be able to co- be covered by this program from 125% of the poverty line to 225% of the poverty line, which will have the effect of cutting monthly payments in half for uh, a lot of people, lowering some payments down to $0 a month, and forgiving all unpaid interest every month. So if you're paying less than is 
is even enough to cover the interest payments. That excess uh, interest just gets forgiven. That includes the people who are paying $0 every month. Their principal does not go up. Uh, and after 10 years, the if the original loan balance was 12000 or less, that is forgiven in its entirety. So I guess... Um, Good for people who have a lot of student loan debt and bad for anyone who pays taxes. Well, I hate this plan because it probably doesn't help me. Ah. And the fact that it would have helped me was the only thing I liked about the other plan. (laughs) (laughs) You just make too much money, Wes. Damn it. It's my wife's fault. Ah, damn those women. Always ruining things. (laughs) Always ruining your life by making too much money and (laughs) buying you stuff and paying your mortgage. Right? enabling your lifestyle god i hate it so much the worst yeah uh but yeah i don't know due to the fact that it it goes into effect slowly and modifies modifies things without directly wiping off debt i think it's it's people aren't going to get as upset about this and it's going to sit i mean uh, people might not get upset about it but they're still going to sue and the supreme court's going to have the final word you well who's going to sue though somebody the state of Mississippi, maybe again. All right. They'll be like, no, we got that same thing. We got that same weird, uh, not NGO that's that's totally part of the state that could make money that won't. So we have standing. Well, we will see. We will. All right. Next story. Some uh, secret Chinese shit. What is this? <laughs> remember, remember a few episodes ago when we reported on the secret Chinese police station in New York? Yeah. They found a secret Chinese bio lab in California. The fuck? I don't know. What are like, they doing? S- I, making more coronaviruses? Yes. They what? actually found coronavirus there. No. Uh, yeah. Come on. Uh, yes. Come on, China. <laughs> Nearly a thousand rats, almost 200 of them, which were already dead. Uh, they just bizarre, <laughs> weird bio lab things. Oh, what, cool. Why? HIV also. HIV too. Yeah. There were, there were a number of, uh, contagions there that the chinese are fucking around with oh man this is a great subtitle in this article the cdc found at least 20 potentially infectious agents at a warehouse in fresno county yeah well that's cool (laughs) just stick them in the warehouse get one of those amazon robots to handle them well you hide in the warehouse because as we learned from breaking bad that's the easiest place to hide things oh my god you guys scroll down to this picture it's like a bunch of just random boxes stacked on top of each other Uh, this is another great caption. Furniture, chemicals, and devices were improperly stored. Holy <laughs> fucking shit! I'll say that's improper storage. <laughs> oh my god! What the hell? They they're trying to try, trying to contagious us all. I uh, I mean, they're I don't know what they're doing, but I don't like it. Yeah, they're like, you know what? You can have your secret labs in our country. We'll have our secret labs in your country. We don't have secret labs in their country, though. <laughs> we just fund their shit labs. All right, well, they didn't like the uh, the funding. They did. They did like it. I, I don't know what the fuck China's doing either, man. Being assholes. Definitely being assholes. <sighs> Not as big as assholes as Russia, though. It's true. Uh, it's close. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, well, speaking of assholes, what's going on in uh, Niger? The presidential guard of Niger overthrew the president, uh, the democratically elected one, or I don't know how democratic it was, I wasn't paying attention to the election, but nominally the democratic elected president, and they installed a military junta instead. Uh, this hey, is <laughs> military hunters are fun, right? Hey, uh, you want to you wanna hear what's great about this uh, coup in particular? 
Sure. So Wagner Group, having oh, no. failed to uh, successfully pull off a coup in Russia, uh, decided, eh, who else needs a coup? Niger. <laughs> Niger looks like they need a coup. And because Russia was like, okay, well, if they're overthrowing governments there, they're not overthrowing governments here, so <laughs> go ahead and knock yourselves out. Wait, so when all the stuff about, like, uh, the Wagner Group's gonna rejoin the Russian military, but they're probably just gonna send them to Africa. That was this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Why? Why is the world like this? No, sorry. These are the guys in Wagner who didn't want to join up with the Russian military. Oh, okay. So these guys were like... Oh, no, so, we're so, not going to join yeah. the Russian military, but we're going to go to Africa anyway. Yeah, pretty much. So these are not official agents of the Russian state? Uh, not as far as you know. No, right. <laughs> Officially, no, but the people are chanting, you know, Putin's great, etc. Wait, are they? Yes, they are. Oh, god damn it. This is a very pro-Russia coup. The fuck does Niger care about Russia? I don't know. Maybe Russia helped them coup the, the current president, so I, that always gets you some friends. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a, ni- there's a bunch of nice guys with guns saying, hey, it would be really great if you got in front of this camera and chanted about how Putin is great. <laughs> so that might have something to do with it. All right. Well, speaking of bullshit, uh, <laughs> our next section is fake news. Okay, you you are taking a bit of a risk calling the first one fake news. I am not Okay, taking much of a risk. Not much, no, but a little uh, bit. So apparently... Uh, I mean, somebody is. I mean, twenty five percent is you know not nothing. Mm-hmm. We just All need right. to roll a four on the great cosmic D four of life. All right, can I tell the listeners what the story is before you guys start commenting on it? They, they, no. they have to already know. This is the biggest story of the year by far. It's not. Uh, okay, everyone, <laughs> go into the Discord right now. Pause this recording. Go into the Discord and. Post what you think we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you do it? Okay. What we're talking about are room temperature superconductors. Woo! All right. Now, one of you two nerds, yeah. tell me why this is important. What, what, what could we do with room temperature superconductors? We can build quantum computers that, are, that don't need to be super cooled. Uh, Vision will become a lot easier because we'll have much better magnets that also don't need to be super cooled. Um, and also just the general squishy techno-optimist libertarian take of, I can't predict exactly what we can do with these that'll be super cool, but someone will probably figure out how to make money doing super cool things with them. All right, but I keep hearing that this, is, this would be like the biggest thing on Earth. If this was true. First of all, having quantum computers that just run would be fucking huge. Okay. What uh, do you, what, 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 what could, what could we do? How would this change my life? Uh, so many, many interesting small things over time. First of all, quantum computers probably would be able to uh, break all encryption that we have right now, which would be a bad thing. Um, Says you. <laughs> uh, Mr. You, I like my passwords. I do. I think they're great. They let me transfer money on the internet among various other things uh they would also apparently we lose just through we lose um power in transmitting it through power lines uh, across the country because that's how non-superconducting things work uh equal a to leaky bucket 
<laughs> equal to three of our biggest nuclear power plants running 24 uh, seven every day. So that, that would have huge impacts on just how much power we have. Right. Uh, our your power transmission computers would no longer have to be cooled. Phones wouldn't have to be, uh, wouldn't ever overheat. Like we wouldn't get heat from our electronics at all, which makes a lot of small differences add up very quickly in a lot of places. Uh, would also make maglev everywhere. It just insanely possible because like we get flying everything really? everywhere. <laughs> yes. Uh, I do like maglev and you know, just, Importantly, as as David said, all the things that you don't even really know that you could do when you have just a cheap, easy superconductor. All right. So, uh, so, so somebody claimed they did this. It was some Korean researchers. Indeed. Um, and and the way they claimed they did it is apparently very easy. So mm-hmm. lots of people are just like doing it in their basements now, trying to replicate this. It is amazing the race to replication that is going on right now. It is yeah. legit fun to watch, like and exciting. A lot of people are, but a lot of Americans aren't. Do you guys know why? Have you heard about this? Oh, God. No, it's, it's, the, it's the FDA, isn't it? I know they're involved somehow. <laughs> uh, no, it's the um, DEA, actually. Oh, right. It's uh, the, the red whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's, one it's, of it's the ingredients with it. Yeah, one of the ingredients to make this is um, red phosphorus, which it, you can use to make meth. Uh, specifically you doing the method that they did on Breaking Bad. Uh, and the DEA was like, nope, red phosphorus is illegal in America now. No, on Breaking Bad they used methylamine, which is totally a real thing. I don't know enough about chemistry to, uh, respond to that, and Gray is not in the apartment at the moment. (laughs) Uh, it is not a real thing. They made it up for the show. Okay. So... Yeah, this the the whole drama about how this was revealed was really interesting too. Apparently, this has been like since 2018. Uh, for, first of all, one as you said, just dead simple components that it, not literally everyone, but like super easy to replicate. You don't need like a super collider here. Uh, so a lot of places around the the around the world are racing to try to replicate it. Apparently was discovered when they were trying to make some sort of superconducting material or something and one of the quartz containers broke and then they noticed that like there was some residue inside it that seemed to have this property that they were looking for which would make this one of the most amazing fucking cases of serendipity since some dude noticed that bacteria doesn't grow near mold. Like this is amazing. Yeah, I love this so much. Um and by amazing, I'm sure you mean fake because <laughs> this it's, didn't happen. It sounds so much fun. It, it could does be fake, sound yes. so much fun, but it's the, totally fake. Uh, well, okay, it's so fake that there's a number of huge uh, Korean scientists putting their entire careers and reputations on the line, and one team rushed out a uh, a journal that had only three authors on it because the Nobel Prize can be shared at most among three people. <laughs> <laughs> and so, a few day, uh, like eighteen hours later, the team of six people that was working on it uh, kicked off one of the dudes that was on the three person uh, paper well t- they took his name off their paper and they released one that's uh, that was like these fuckers rushed this out early this is what it actually is the the correct paper that is not as rushed and also there's six names on it yeah and that was great <laughs> that was great because the first paper people read it and were like this is the biggest pile of crap i've ever seen <laughs> like <laughs> this is so obviously fake nobody would write a paper like this um but then, <laughs> yeah then they put out the six person paper and they were like oh actually this is like this actually has all the stuff that should mm. be in this paper. And it doesn't read like it was written by morons. 
<laughs> yeah, so I will say I am very, very convinced this isn't fraud. Uh, apparently there are some things that can look like superconduction, but aren't, don't have the uh, fantastic things about superconduction that would make it industrially useful. Yeah, these uh, researchers so are I, definitely acting I, like they believe it. Yeah, um, so I, I could definitely see this not being true, but uh, yeah, the, the researchers aren't acting in a way that looks to me like they know for sure it's fake and are just doing it for clicks. It's it's insane that like this holy grail of of elect- of, of physics in general is is just a few materials just basic common materials that that you mix together in a special way like it, it doesn't seem this should be possible and yet if this is real it, it would really up my my prior probability on there just being things about physics that we haven't discovered yet which could be super simple and you know could revolutionize the world and would be one of the reasons i would worry about an ai uh in the future, because oh, it could find these things sake, much faster. You just had to take that angle, didn't you? <laughs> I, I had to, yes. But like seriously, that it's actually this simple, and we just weren't seeing it. It reminds me of the uh, the Roman teddy bears story. Maybe, maybe alignment is just that simple. As unlikely. <laughs> oh, it's unlikely. Is it unlikely, Eniash? <laughs> oh, well, the thing you said, I'm sure, is not at all unlikely. I, you know what? A superconductor will not destroy the human species uh, if if we fuck it up. All right. Anyway, so Polymarket is the only actual like real money betting market that trades at any kind of volume. Um, and it's got over 200 grand invested in this question, uh, which is just is the room temperature superconductor real uh, right now? It is trading at 24 cents. So that's a 24 percent chance. The markets think that this is real, which is uh, you know, a substantial chance. Yeah. I think you, it is not you, real. I, did you hear about the Russian anime cat girl that replicated? I did. I did actually hear about this. Uh, many replications have failed, but yes. one claims to have succeeded. And no and one it knows is a Russian anime cat girl. It is an anon on Twitter. No one. No one really knows who this is. So uh, yeah. you know, I, I probably probably can't believe. Yeah, actually, I'm just gonna go start an anonymous Twitter account and be like, I replicated it. <laughs> Look at me. I have a room temperature superconductor and I'm going to transmit some power losslessly. I have heard that at least one of the possible downsides with all this is that even if it is real, it may have extremely low current throughput. So um, maybe maybe won't be actually all that useful. But I'm sure they could still find a lot of useful things to do. Yeah, with it. but these things tend to have a bit of a cascade like yeah. the the second proof of uh, Fermat's last theorem came out like six months after the first one, uh, after it was unsolved for, I think, like a yeah, hundred like years. Yeah. Um, so even if this specific uh, thing turns out to not be real or to be real and to have those unattractive properties it's probably going to put another team onto the right track to find a more economical one and personally i'm holding out for that because one of the uh crucial ingredients for these superconductors that the korean team published about is lead and i don't want ammo prices to go through the roof (laughs) because everyone's buying lead to replace their (laughs) power cables 
Wes, remember the time? I- I'm assuming that David is too young to have a a, rem- a memory of this, but remember when dark energy was discovered? No. Oh, that that happened in our lifetimes. I was in college. All right. It, it was fucking amazing. I was like, "What? There's another constant of the universe that we just didn't know about." And and I don't know. It it was mind blowing when it happened, and that like doesn't even affect anything in our lives. This it sure doesn't. This is even bigger because like this actually has huge practical implications uh, of if it's true like i one of the biggest stories probably of my life uh if this if this is true um short of ai actually taking over see i keep hearing that and yet you're failing to articulate how this is gonna like super change my life you can fly places wes you strap a rock onto your back and fly places all right see if that's true then then i'm totally on board for this i'm overstating you can have the passwords if I can fly. <laughs> okay. All right. Next up in fake news, aliens. <laughs> so, so some asshole is claiming to be a whistleblower uh, from the Air Force and National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and testified to Congress that there's a huge cover-up about alien spacecraft that we've recovered that 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 sounds totally believable to me and (laughs) and non-human bio material right yeah non-human bio material um and it's great because there's been a few guys now who are like yeah man there's this big cover-up um and and not a single one of them is claiming to actually have seen anything they're just like no man a guy told me that they had aliens. <laughs> but, uh, but like, this was, like, a serious guy. Yeah. You know, like, this is a trustworthy guy. And he said, they've got aliens in freezers, and they're trying to reverse engineer UFOs. And it's just, it's all so stupid. <laughs> and people are getting very excited about this. Maybe that's where the Koreans found out about the semiconductors. They Maybe. got an alien ship oh, of their own. Brilliant. They reverse engineered it from that alien spacecraft. Yeah. Psych. Koreans don't have any aliens. It's only America. Oh, yeah. Every country in the world belongs to America. What? No. It's just America is the only one that ever has UFO sightings. Oh. Because uh, there aren't any UFOs, and Americans make <laughs> shit up. I'm pretty sure lots of people in lots of countries make shit up, though. Yeah, but they don't make up this thing because this thing is just culturally American somehow. That is interesting. I, I want some of our international listeners to let us know if there is aliens, uh, alien sightings in their non-American cultures. Does Europe count? Europe's just an extension of America, right? Eniash. Mm-hmm. Europe is not America. But I, it belongs to it's America. It's a whole different continent. <laughs> yeah, but it belongs to America. Yeah. Look, the whole world belongs to America, but it's not America. <laughs> it's a possession of America. I can't remember. Have I uh, told you guys my conspiracy theory about how angels is UFOs? I've heard this one. I don't know if I've heard it from you, though. Is yours different from the standard? Uh, Mine is that the biblical description of angels as uh, wheels within wheels covered by uh, fiery eyes uh, floating up in the sky Sounds a heck of a lot like UFOs if you don't have any better way to describe a flying saucer. Okay. True. I mean, there's a genuine like UFO landing in Revelation. Like, it's just, it just goes ahead and describes a UFO landing. 
Yeah, but that was, we all know that was just the uh, funky mushrooms that Mark had. <laughs> or, John. John. I right. mean, I'm pretty sure those uh, those angel descriptions were the result of some funky mushrooms, too. But Matt, maybe aliens. Who knows? All right. Now we're going to go into my least favorite part of the show, AI news. I'll try to be quick. All right. What's going on with the 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 um computer brains well the white house has secured a voluntary agreement with seven leading ai companies which is all the big ones that you uh, know of uh with a series of safety commitments uh which include things like getting uh external security testing for the ai systems uh sharing information with the industry and other organizations about managing ai risks and uh third-party discovery and recording of vulnerabilities in their systems along with uh, various other things I love this because now the next two stories are about <laughs> two of those companies doing some dumb shit. Yes. Well, no, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think XAI was included in this. Oh, s- since so, it's so new. Oh, all right. So uh, they're not they're not part of the safety agreement. So they'll no. just uh, they'll make the bad AI. Mm, that that I like that this is happening because at least um, people are on the same page and in the same room about this uh, situation. Uh, they, they're all saying, yes, this is a thing we should be doing. Oh, well, they're saying this is a thing we should be doing? Oh, well, now that they've said that, I'm sure they'll do it. Well, hey, it's better than them saying, you know what? We don't need to do anything at all. I mean, it's not, but, you know, <laughs> you think it is. I do think it is. All right. Well, what else is happening? What else is happening? Remember, like... Was it a year ago? It had to have been less than a year ago when uh, we talked about Meta releasing Llama, uh, all the weights for their uh, their GPT clone. Well, well, Meta quote unquote released Llama. It wasn't strictly speaking voluntary on Meta's part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Llama got um, re- Llama was released. Yes. Well, this time Meta did it on purpose. They released hey. Llama to to the public open source for anyone to use all right <sighs> oh god Inyash. yeah do you think llama 2 is gonna wreck the world no you think we're there I yet i do so not then stop your whining <sighs> more, more importantly i feel like you've overcorrected from trying to fix teenage inyash's mental issues like <laughs> tr- try to occupy the space of a uh cyberpunk teenager who thinks the future is super cool but as long as these big corporations are keeping us down man then uh it won't be cool and the solution is to open source everything i go back to that (laughs) that is the best answer possible but also you you guys already know my complaints i'm not i don't need to restate them right i'm just saying that even if we get the world killer ai it's not this one that's so what's wrong with everyone having this one I worry that it'll accelerate things towards the uh, AI, the world killer AI, that this will let more people get their hands on more powerful tools. See, uh, this is this is why you cannot be trusted specifically with like any foreign, decisions, specifically like foreign governments or, or other competitors that do not have the ability to make their own GPTs yet. And, and you think they don't have the ability to make their own GPTs, but they're going to take this one and make a super advanced version of this one. You know what? If we had a three-month jump on a foreign country that doesn't like us, now it is only a one-month jump. I don't think that's true at all. Mm, uh, but also, I'm not worried about it. So, <laughs> I you know. know. 
Uh, Zvi rates it roughly as powerful as GPT 3.4. Not quite a That's not GPT 3.5. Well, I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, but we have GPT 4 now. So who's sure. going to use this bullshit? But GPT 4 is closed. No, I mean, it's not open source, but you can just go sign up and yeah, you pay can a nominal fee GPT to use 4. it. But you can't, like, modify it and make your own god out of it. Yeah, that's true. You can't make it say racial slurs. Right? What if we need our racial slurs, sir? Well, that's that's why you should be happy about this being released. <laughs> now we can get our, our racial slurs if we need them. Well, fortunately, Elon Musk is helping us out with racial slurs, too. All right, what's he doing? <laughs> Musk is starting XAI because I guess he loves the letter X and he, he loves the love the letter AI. X. <laughs> he, he He's was a huge the- fan of the letter X. He was the initial fun founder, uh, or one of the initial founders of OpenAI way back in the day, uh, which was a terrible idea back then. We did not uh, need yet another Jesus person racing Christ, for Enoch. AI. Notoriously closed OpenAI. Yeah, they are now. And uh, Musk says, you know what? I'm not happy with them closing in the name of safety. Let's make a new opener AI and call it XAI. His plan to align it is to make an AI that is maximally curious. That is the entirety of his plan, because he thinks humans are the most interesting thing in the world if you're maximally curious, and so the AI will, I don't even know. I I don't know how you go from that step to we're not all dead if it's maximally curious. It is the dumbest alignment plan ever, and Scott Alexander breaks down why in the link. I don't disagree that this is a fairly dumb alignment plan, but also dumbest ever. Reminder, (laughs) Nick Bostrom's... Alignment plan is to institute 1984, but way worse. So, and Yudkowsky's is to to nuke all the uh, the bad countries who won't, uh, you know, give us their their server farms. All right, that is not Yudkowsky's so, uh, plan. Uh, that is Yudkowsky's plan. That is a misrepresentation. Yeah, he just wants to use conventional bombs, and the fact that this will predictably end in a nuclear exchange is, you know, just a uh, cost of doing business. You know what? We, <laughs> we don't need to have this conversation again. We've had it before. All right. You guys are wrong. Uh, but also, like, I mean, come on. That's not the whole alignment plan. That's just what, that that's the one sentence version of the alignment plan. Well, he hasn't provided more yet because, you know, he's Musk. He just (laughs) has like, here's an idea and some money. Let's go. That is true. That is like (laughs) uh, what he's doing these days. But he's probably going to put someone in charge of it. Maybe. I don't know. I say that, but then I think about what's going on with Twitter. So maybe that is the whole plan. (laughs) (laughs) He started out with the X this time, so we don't have to go through a terrible rebranding later. True. All right. What's What else is going on with AI? You got like all this AI shit to get to. Anthropic, Google, Microsoft, and OpenAI are, in conjunction, launching the Frontier Model Forum. It's ah, an the in- Frontier Model. Yes. Like it's an in- covered wagons. <laughs> that actually would be really fun. It's an industry body that's focused on ensuring safe and responsible development for uh, Frontier AI models. Uh, that's that's basically it right now. They're just saying that they're launching this thing. So not much aside from hey, that. But it's a it's good like first government step. regulation, but from private corporations. Right. We need both. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I agree, Wes. Speaking of government regulation, there yeah! was another Senate hearing on AI. Uh, this one seemed like a clear improvement from the previous one. More senators seemed to know what the fuck they were actually talking about. Policy talk got a bit more concrete, and there was a lot more focus on extinction risk and frontier models. 
the the analysis from uh, Zvi is that uh, this is this is sounds like a pretty good step. The Overton window Overton window is shifting towards AI not being just like stupid sci-fi stuff that nerds talk about to actually being serious business with serious people needing to devote their attention to. Cool. So AI is going to go the same way as nuclear power. Great. Love that. Yeah, I mean, no, I always assumed that was the case. In this one particular case, I do kind of love it because yes, nuclear power all... cannot extinct the human race. The question for me is always, can these people stay ahead of the regulators? Not like, are the regulators ever going to, you know, do what they do? They always do that. Anything that has the potential to, like, make money or prevent other people from making money, the regulators are, regulators are going to stick their hands in it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, cool. Well, awesome. they can't regulate this robot server at a restaurant. Robot server at a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, I get that that was a joke, but they are 1 million percent going to regulate <laughs> robot server at a restaurant. Damn it. It's very true. God damn it, government. Stay out of our robot servers. Unless they're trying to take over the human race. Then then you can, you know, intervene. Nuke their data center. Absolutely. I do not want my robot servers taking over my life. I can't wait for the, the next Terminator sequel that just has these, like, robot servers <laughs> with the cat faces. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, you can tell turn when they tell turn. Ah, you can tell when they turn evil because the screen turns from blue to red. Right. John Connor just like knocks it over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, please help. So, yeah, it's it's a little serving tray moving thing basically uh, on wheels. It's got a little screen. It'll talk to people. It'll play songs for them. It has different facial expressions. You can load it up with up to six plates. Type in a table number, and off it goes. Uh, it is. And you don't even realize it's carrying a grenade until it's too late. <laughs> exactly. It's hidden inside the cake. <laughs> they, they cost, they cost $15,000, which is far less than one year's salary for, uh, for a server. Actually, no, because the minimum wage for servers is ridiculous. Still, it's pretty darn affordable. Uh, fortunately, we are assured that these are not here to replace any servers. They are simply supplementing them. Yes, of course. Yeah. Why would they replace servers? That would be silly. Yeah. They're just there to help the servers. Yeah. By doing their jobs for them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would actually be kind of a sweet gig. If you just walk next to the thing and talk to people, hang out. Yeah, you know, you still need that human touch. People notoriously love talking to people at I, restaurants. That's the main reason I go, to talk to my servers. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the AI news for the All week. All right, that's the AI news, which brings us to happy news. Yay! Yay! Everyone. The first story is just a Twitter link that Eniash pasted into our outline. It so is not. I don't know not. what the fuck it is. It, I have no idea what that is, and I don't just paste my links. I do Jesus fucking them. Christ, did someone hack our outline? <laughs> is this not you, David? No. Um, um, this link goes to a tweet that says, we won the OpenAI prize, plus audience choice among 300 plus hackers. Okay, so yes, someone hacked our outline. <laughs> Damn it, it must have been the room temperature quantum computer. Oh, maybe this was me and I forgot about it. It was you, Eniage. It's about fucking AI. It's you. Uh, It's it's an AI that helps make prosthetic, well, helps control prosthetic limbs for people. I don't know. I forgot I pasted this in. I'm reading it now for the first time. (laughs) So, quick Eniage was wrong. Eniage does simply paste links into the outline with no explanation. I always go back and put an explanation. Always. This one time, I thought it was David's link because I clicked on it and I didn't recognize it. God. I don't know what happened. 
We're professional podcasters, people. No, see, my workflow is the opposite. I type stuff into our outline and then later go to find a link to the thing and then put in the hyperlink. Yeah, that's what everybody does, except Eniash. Okay, it looks like it's an, an AI that will help you build prosthetics. Uh, you take the, you type into the model uh, something like "I want to hold a cup," and it tra- translates that into a three D printable prosthetic uh, that you print out what it gives you, and you get a prosthetic that can hold a cup. That's pretty cool. Yeah, does See, it work? Apparently so. They they won the OpenAI Prize and Audience Choice among three hundred plus hackers. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, seems like seems like you'd be better off just like making a hand instead of trying to 3d print a new limb for every single thing you want to try to do but well, maybe it's a i mean it's concept. still pretty cool yeah you pass butter <laughs> <laughs> all right uh next happy news we have some from david yeah, so uh, NASA and DARPA, who are in fact the bottom two members of my uh, government organizations to Delanda uh, list, are working on Draco, which is the uh, fuck, one second. Harry Potter's nemesis. Hmm. Uh, it Constellation is in the, the sky. Um, Dragon in Dragonheart that was played by uh, James Bond. What's his name? The Scottish one. Sean Connery? Sean Connery. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I'll find what the uh, acronym (laughs) stands for in like 10 seconds. Uh, But this is going to be a nuclear-powered spaceship. Uh, It's not like an Orion-type situation, which is what I thought uh, it was at first. Uh, Instead, they are going to... Uh, use, they're going to get something that's liquid at very low temperatures, but that expands a lot when, um, when it's heated to a gaseous state. Uh, and then they're going to use a nuclear reactor to provide the heat to boil this reaction mass and then shoot that out the back instead of burning petroleum products. Uh, that sounds this better. will let them get a lot more uh, thrust per unit mass uh, and also let them run it more consistently since they won't need to let the rocket part of the rocket cool off uh, at risk of it melting. Uh, it is the Demonstration Rocket for Agile Cislunar Operations. Mm. Uh, so yeah, for now they're just looking at this as a cislunar vehicle, uh, meaning what does that mean? Uh, inside the moon's orbit. But uh, they are hopeful that this will be a proof of concept for a ship that will be able to economically make a trip to take humans to Mars, as well as other cool stuff. That sounds pretty cool. Is it the same reactor they use in the submarines to just stick it in the spaceship? I uh, the article I read did not say one way or the other, but... I bet it is. I always forget we have nuclear reactors in submarines. Why do you think they call them nuclear submarines? Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I, I just never remember that when I'm talking about nuclear stuff. I'm like, well, oh, yeah, we got these reactors they can just stick in a submarine. We, sh- we can stick them anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so those ones, I think, actually just use ocean water as... Not as coolant, but as the um, the... Uh, secondary coolant thing uh, that goes through a heat exchanger with the actual coolant. 
Great. We um, got a zillion miles of coastline. Just stick yeah. them everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it it would need at least a few design tweaks uh, so that you can run it when you're not immersed in the ocean. But oh, don't worry. I'm sure the nuclear regulators will, uh, you know, fast track that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So right. this is this is different anyway, from yeah, the uh, that, nuclear fusion rocket that we talked about last episode that they're making in the UK, right? Uh, it's based on fission, so yes. All right. Uh, All yeah, right. I, have- I'm reasonably optimistic about this because I'm pretty sure DARPA is covered by the same exemption to uh, nuclear regulatory agency policies as the rest of the Department of Defense. So oh they yeah, it's military, actually- so they could be like. Nah, we're just not going to do the regulations. <laughs> nice. All right, what else? Uh, what's our other space news? Our other space news is that Blue Origin has been able to successfully refine poly- uh, polysilicates from simulated regolith, and they the have. Fuck is any of those things? I- I'm about to explain it. If you wait for like <laughs> five seconds, it's no. funnier if you don't wait. I'm not waiting. I have to break in and demand the answer right now. Okay, so polysilicates are the really hard-to-produce and heavy parts of solar panels. I've complained about them on the show before. Oh, you definitely have. um, Because when you make them on Earth out of Earth materials, uh, they put out a bunch of pollution, and specifically China also makes them using (laughs) Uyghur slave labor, which I'm not on board with. But if you make them in space, they just pollute space. Yes, exactly. Nice. Uh, and, and fuck space. And so, yeah, uh, Blue Origin has made basically, they've made moon rocks, but they cobbled them together out of stuff on Earth instead of actually going to the moon. And as a proof of concept, refined that uh, simulated regolith into one of the core ingredients of solar panels. And the other big issue with uh, solar power I have is that because of weather, it is very uh, unreliable. But the moon doesn't have weather. So the idea is basically instead of just having rovers with battery lives that we throw at various um, planetary bodies and then leave them to die... We can instead throw rovers that will build plants, that will make solar panels, that they can then hook up to to recharge, and then keep operating and building stuff indefinitely. And in the long run, one hopes that these will be used to power actual human settlements on the moon. Moon base! Yes! Yes! I don't want to go, but uh, we should have one. I definitely want to go. I'm sure you do. The, recording this podcast will be an absolute bitch with that 11 second time. <laughs> really I would like to go too. I mean, I'll go visit, but yeah, we okay, want to live there. I'm okay, trying to do can, an extended you stay. Can, you can come visit every 14 days on your superconductor powered uh, rocket car. All right, sweet. Awesome. David's, David's like, I'm going. There's no regulation <laughs> on the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read the moon is a harsh mistress. god you did oh you love that book i really do it's a pretty good book it wasn't the weirdest part though that they said yeah we fixed the coordination problems by throwing anyone who didn't agree with us out the airlock like seems um 
that seems seems bad. It was anyone who sufficiently egregiously violated social norms, not anyone who disagreed with them. I'm Eniash. I don't like the death penalty. <laughs> I, I, On I the mean, moon. I, yeah, he only was... favors the death penalty for AI researchers. <laughs> oh my god. Eniash only supports the death penalty on Earth, not the moon. I only support the death penalty for co-hosts of this podcast who aren't named Wes. <laughs> Aw, thank you. <laughs> All right. Next story is another random link that Eniash has pasted into our outline with no explanation of what it is. Well, this one at least has the title of the story in the URL, yeah. so that's good, I guess. Some kind of malaria vaccine news. Yes, the first ever malaria vaccine. Oh, is this you, Eniash? Oh, because I didn't know who it was, because I was sure you don't just paste links into the outline without any explanation of what they are. I just heard that somewhere. I think maybe I had a psychotic break or something. Or uh, or I'm just, uh, I'm blind link blind. <laughs> Alright, what's the story? 18 million doses of the first ever malaria vaccine have been allocated to African countries. Nice. Cool. That that's it. Yeah, it's just straight up plain good news. All right, is this the this is the this is the vaccine we reported on before, right? Yeah, I believe so. All right. All right, awesome. Oh, okay. here. All right, this next one's me. This is an awesome story. <laughs> so, Indians, as in people in India, have mostly stopped shitting in the streets. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Cuz they were all shitting in the streets. Like a decade ago, uh, it was really bad. Um, but they they have a a new a study a new study came out. But yeah, it's like ninety eight percent of people now in India are shitting in the toilet, which is awesome. It was like thirty eight percent ten years ago, uh, and this is a great victory. It is for the greatest ever like public awareness campaign I've ever seen which I'm going to link in the show notes, to a video that the Indian government put out that is a song called Take the Poo to the Loo. Mm. And it is amazing. It features, like, pieces of shit dancing around, <laughs> <laughs> like in a conga line into a toilet. It's awesome. They got, uh, they got the Mr. Hanky going there? Oh, it's, it's even better than Mr. Hanky. It's, there's, like, no faces or anything. It's oh. just, like, walking piles of shit. <laughs> Did you, it's so awesome. Did you intentionally write this uh, bullet point in the outline in Borat voice? <laughs> no. Yeah, so the... Uh, it's grammatically correct. Oh. So, Great success. So I'm, about to, uh, I'm about to read word for word the point in our outline. Take the poo to the loo is great success. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great success. And it is one of the best. Uh, but everyone, definitely go watch that video. You will not be disappointed. Awesome. All right. Next story. Toyota. What are they up to? Toyota claims that they have made a solid, straight, solid state battery breakthrough for electric vehicles. Well, I mean, it, it's a solid state battery breakthrough, but they're going to use it for their electric vehicles, uh, which will give them 740 miles in one charge what? and charges That's so in many ten, miles and charges in 10 minutes. That's so fast. Holy shit. And they expect to be manufacturing these cars uh, in 2027. That's pretty sweet. I, I, I feel like s- battery tech is one of those things that my brain keeps insisting I not get excited about because it's one of those things that like people fairly regularly announce phenomenally 
impressive results and they never actually seem to result in my fucking phone battery lasting any longer. <laughs> right, like so. they can't scale it but, for whatever but reason. David, no, that's that's all wrong. Because your phone battery is actually orders of magnitude better. It's just your phone's way more powerful now. You will always get 12 hours of use out of your phone because your phone is just going to be doing more and more stuff in those 12 hours. Yeah. Uh, but the batteries, no, they're super imp- that they're super impressive now, the phone batteries. It's just the phones are just constantly doing a thousand things at a time. But anyway, speaking of batteries, we got another battery story. Yeah, so I was like, what? Solid state batteries? This is interesting. I did a quick Google on it, and turns out NASA has broken energy storage boundaries with a new sulfur-selenium solid state battery. Uh, Sulfur-selenium? But that doesn't take lithium. It does not. Uh, That is one of the both upsides and downsides. The upside being they don't take lithium away from other applications. The downside being this is super expensive. Wow. Yeah, but it has doubled the energy density of a lithium-ion battery, is 40% lighter, and can withstand temperatures two and a half times as hot. Ooh. Yeah, like, it's, I don't, I'm assuming this is... We have room temperature superconductors now anyway, so who cares about how hot it gets? That's a good point. Not a concern anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Totally a real story. This is something NASA is looking into for airplanes, apparently. Uh, Some kind of aerospace usage. Uh, But the big downside of this is that it is super expensive. So not anything we're going to see in mass production anytime soon. Electric planes. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. And our human interest story. Yes. Taylor Swift is going around having lots of concerts and shit. Yeah. Uh, Which is always awesome. There was recorded a 2.3 magnitude earthquake in Seattle during her concert. Turns out it wasn't an actual earthquake. Uh, It was shaking of the ground caused by all the Swifties stomping in time or dancing in time or bouncing in time. Whatever you do when you're at a Swift concert. Uh, And uh, they shook... They shook the ground with the equivalent of a 2.3 magnitude earthquake measured by a nearby seismometer, which is the largest one recorded in Seattle. Nice. This headline is mm-hmm. Taylor Swift fans shake it off, <laughs> causing record-breaking <laughs> seismic activity. Um, I feel like I've heard stories like this before, and they've always turned out to be fake. Well, this um, one has an actual seismograph. So. But if anyone could do it, it's Tay-Tay. Exactly. And I think 2.3 is low yeah, enough not, that you generally don't notice anyway. Thing. Yeah. All right. All right. And that brings us to troop deployments. I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our hosts to send a soldier out to the battlefield each episode. And we'll start with David. Yeah, so I am going to be dunking on Inyash's new boyfriend. I'm sorry, Inyash. Guys. What? Who's my new boyfriend? We need to stop taking Nick Bostrom seriously. Oh, he's an old boyfriend. (laughs) Okay, so Nick Bostrom was the guy who wrote Super Intelligence, and he, along with um, Eliezer Yudkowsky, were one of the two guys who got us into this whole AI safety mess. Uh, And his solution to AI risk is somehow even worse than Eliezer bombed the data center's Yudkowsky's. Uh, He unironically is advocating for totalitarian fascist one world government on the basis that it's the only way that we can stop the AIs uh, and his excuse for why this isn't 
actually a horrifyingly bad idea is that uh, the one world government doesn't actually need to have any humans looking at everyone's uh, private shit to make sure they're not accidentally building a god. Uh, No, he says that we can just record a bunch of stuff and then feed it all into an AI that will (laughs) not give up any data and will just output the names of people who are doing illegal AI research. Oh, wait, I've seen this show. This is person of interest. (laughs) Yeah. So I have two problems with this. For one thing, if we had an AI that could actually do that, it would very plausibly be the AGI that Nick Bostrom is so worried about and that and he's proposing this whole totalitarianism thing to try to prevent. So that's bad. And also, you'll remember from a previous episode that it was something like 48 hours before uh, Australian police started using data from their COVID tracking software for investigative purposes. And if you don't think that's going to happen, then I have a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. So, yeah, I think it's maybe possibly time that everyone just agree to stop listening to Nick Bostrom. This is like, we'll program the AI to do the alignment. But But even worse, yes. (laughs) But even worse. Uh, Well, thank you, David. Uh, Eniash, what, what kind of spicy take do you have for us this episode? Uh, I don't know if it's very spicy. I think it's kind of obvious. Uh, it's but I w- spicy, Eniash. Huh, okay. I let he who has eyes see, I guess, <laughs> because it's it's not it's not spicy at all. It's the surface message. Okay, so <laughs> I went to go see Barbie, and it was a fantastic movie. It's a lot of fun. It's cute. It's surreal in many places, and it sneaks a subversive pro-men message, uh, behind a screen of we're, uh, we're supporting wokeness, which is just the most amazing thing in the world. Uh, I, I have a whole pl- uh, blog post where I break this down, which I am linking in the show notes, or which Wes hopefully will link in the show notes. Um, but basically, the on the surface, it has this pop wokeism message of like, oh no, the real world is ruled by the patriarchy, and this is terrible, and if we Barbie hard enough, then we can overcome the patriarchy. Uh, but we don't see that uh, shown anywhere in the movie. What we see is kind of the exact opposite of that, where the real world is complicated and kind of crappy, but actually uh, really attractive women have a lot of privilege and can use it to great effect. And uh, sometimes being a man really sucks, uh, especially if you don't have a lot of power because the patriarchy just doesn't just give you power for being a man. Uh, they they use this this constant contradiction this this saying one thing but then showing the exact opposite with the camera to great effect which i think personally really brings it to to light because you can't you can't watch this and not see that what you're seeing is the exact opposite of what you're being lectured about uh it is wonderful and it ends with ken at the end um finally i I don't i don't know if i want to give spoilers um he he shakes off the shackles uh, that have been put on him, uh, let's say, and accepts himself as Knuff at last. Um, it is it is a movie that I really enjoyed. It really spoke to me. But the really interesting message, the really interesting thing here is that the message is really simple. It, it is just a basic empowerment message, except aimed at average men. And 
the fact that they had to sneak such a non-offensive message in under a, a veil of wokeness, I think is really interesting. It says a lot about our current message that you can't just say sometimes being a man sucks and it's good to be um, self-sufficient and comfortable with yourself without needing approval from others. You can only say that if you're sneaking it in under a woman's empowerment message. Uh, it's a fun movie. Go go watch it. I agree and recommend everyone read uh, Eniash's blog post about it. Yeah, it, it supports my case much better than I could in the two minutes I have here. I disagree. It is possible to uh, watch this movie and not take away that message. I know because Ben Shapiro watched this movie and did not take <laughs> away that message. So many people did. Yeah, Ineos, you can't really say it's the surface reading and then yeah. be like, they snuck the message in secretly. It's so it's such an open secret, though. All right. Well, speaking of gender, my troop deployment this episode is enough with the gender essentialism. Since Vibe Camp, I've been using Twitter, sorry, X, to keep up with my friends and other people in the post-rat scene. It's mostly been great. Much better than anywhere else on Twitter, which before this I always found rather unpleasant and nasty. But there are a few things that bother me, one of which is the gender essentialism. Now, on the left, you run into a lot of very stupid takes to the effect that gender discrimination is the only reason why every human activity isn't 50-50 men and women. They like to pretend that there are no differences in the average man versus the average woman, when the evidence is overwhelming that in the aggregate, men and women have different interests, capabilities, and temperaments, probably, but not necessarily, for genetic reasons. But post-rad Twitter takes this too far. In their efforts to reject foolish equity arguments, they end up pivoting all the way into stereotyping. I keep seeing takes declaring that men are one way and women are a different way, which just isn't true at all once you get to the individual level. Lots of women are much closer to the stereotypical men than stereotypical women, and vice versa. Not only does this pave over the experience of a lot of people, but it also makes the discourse around transgender identities very annoying by causing people to think that if you don't conform to the stereotypes around your gender, you must be a different gender. Now, these takes especially grind my gears when it comes to dating. I keep seeing dating advice trying to tell men how women are and telling them to optimize for that. And when it comes to dating, nobody should be optimizing for the average member of the opposite sex. You should be optimizing for people you actually want to date. And unless you're a profoundly boring person, the people you want to date are going to be exceptional. So instead of trying to change your preferences to acknowledge what women are like or whatever, just look for women who are outliers in the ways that matter to you. I just googled masculinity, and the first image that comes up is a chart listing, listing masculine and feminine traits. Well, guess what? I like women who are assertive, brave, independent, agentic, logical, capable, stable, responsible, and good with boundaries. All listed as masculine traits. And guess what else? I know plenty of women who I would describe that way, or at least more that way than the typical man I know. They're not your ordinary average women, but who the hell wants to date ordinary average people? This kind of thing really irritates me because these women are, I'm describing are some of my absolute favorite people. And when people say women aren't like that, especially when it's said as though the speaker is some kind of brave straight shooter speaking truth to power, it feels like it's denying the existence of the people I love most in the world and then breaking for applause. I hate it. So I'm begging you, please stop making sweeping declarations about gender without acknowledging that there are tons of exceptions. We rightly recognize it as bigoted when people talk like that about race, nationality, sexual orientation, or other characteristics, and it's just as bigoted when you say it about gender. That was really good. Oh, thank you. All right, that's our show. 
for this two-week period. Uh, please follow us wherever you follow podcasts. Please review us on Apple Podcasts. It doesn't even have to be a good review. Just go say we suck. I don't care. Uh, subscribe on Substack. If you pay us, you'll get access to episodes early. You usually get them about a day early than everybody else. You get bonus episodes, and you get access to our subscriber-only Discord channel. We'll be back in two weeks. Same rat time, same rat channel. But see you next fortnight. No, I won't start. Stop trying to make that a thing. <laughs> <laughs>